Hey now, hey now. It's the current state of Jim Bob. Pretty good. Um, it's beautifully overcast here, and uh, it's not hot as balls in my car. Looks like it's going to rain, which I would love. And uh, yeah, just taking my my lunch stream with you guys in my little car here, waiting for some people to get in. How are you guys doing? Does the mustache bother you? Yeah, when it gets a little in my lip, it's annoying. But I just uh, trim it once in a while. Know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. So, uh, let's see. What should we start with? I mean, here's Joe Biden giving a homeless person someone for the camera. Something. How weird is this ad? <clears throat> it's like, UPS. You have no testosterone. The weirdest thing. I think um, what we're going to see now is larger companies trying to, like, uh, basically making uh, advertisements look like organically made memes. They're, they're not quite bold enough to try it. Because you know how the memes are. And I'm not talking about my memes, my comic memes. They always have a... They're always very consistent in how they look. I'm talking about like the... You know, you take an image uh, of the person or of a... You know, a you know, stock photo and then you just... You know, make something happen. And it doesn't look great, but it's a really funny meme. I think the companies are going to be like, How do we do that? How do we... How do we not lie? How do we say the truth just as it is? But they can't quite do it. There's always some director of photography who's trying to pay back their loan. And they, you know, they have to make it all something. You know, let's just put the lighting here and make the comb the hair. And Oh, you want it organic looking? How's that? Does that look organic? No. I don't want to buy anything from that guy. No. 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 Uh, anyway... 66 people in the chat. Okay. I don't believe in any of that shit. Um, saw a marketing to Gen Z report and they suggest using TikTok and memes. Of course they do. They want everybody on there. They need our voice. They need our voice movements. They could do voice movements and they could do pre-crime. If you can see what someone's saying... Not what someone's typing, what someone's saying. They could do pre-crime. Like, did you or did you not say, I should kill that motherfucker? And you're like, yeah, I said it on the corner of the street. I was just playing with my friend. Well, sir, we're going we're gonna to have to revoke your gym membership now. Um, and put you on a list, the TikTok list. Um... Do, 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 do. What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I don't know if any of you guys saw uh, Owen Benjamin's stream this morning. If you didn't, it's because you're not on DLive. Uh, and you should get on DLive. But once in a while, he does an analysis of a movie. He did one of uh, 
he did a Wizard of Oz one. Or he did one with uh, Princess Bride. It was amazing. But he uh, got around to doing the, the Batman one with Bane this morning. It was just so rich. So rich. So if you haven't seen that, you're missing out. Um, but, yeah, so if you're interested in stuff like that, go over there. It was awesome. I don't know if there's going to be a replay, though, and I don't even know what it's called, so... I don't have the best information, okay? I just know it was awesome. Uh, yeah, DLive streaming app is cool. I just figured out a fun new tool through streaming uh, on DLive that I'm going to surprise you guys with. I'll post again when I'm about to go live on DLive again, but uh, I'm pretty excited to try it out. I think you guys are going to appreciate it a lot. Um, tell us, oh, tell you more about the stream. Well, something Owen is just really good at. He's just super gifted at it. Uh, I don't know anyone who can see the same patterns as him. He's just got like a retard level autistic super level uh, ability to see patterns across categories. <clears throat> and so he was just, you know, talking about the all of the underlying crossover parallel narratives between that movie and today, but not just today, but just all of time. The the battle of the battle of man, the battle of the material world, the the battle of worldliness and godliness, and uh, you know some of the appropriate parallels between that movie and what's going on today, and how overt it is once once you hear it from from his perspective it's just like holy shit but you know the the um you know sometimes the the weakness is to go oh my gosh it's like it's particular to this time and and when you get to the level where you where you operate at the more morality level and the spiritual level uh you see that none of it's new none of it's new at all it's always the same patterns. Uh, you just swap out the, uh, the characters, the names, the Bill Gateses, the Soroses, and they're all just kind of, you know, as Peterson would say, they're all just archetypes, you know, like repeating throughout history. We see these archetypes constantly revealing their faces, no pun intended, from their, their uh, figurative and sometimes um, literal masks, you know? And so when you can see these patterns, it can, it can be very helpful in your life. So long as that you're not just pursuing selling personality tests. You know? You know? Um, will TikTok get banned? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's already embedded. These technologies, forget the... I feel like that's how they play a game. That's how they go, oh, look at this technology. Uh, they're using it for bad, uh, China. And then they just buy out the technology and then they repurpose it somewhere else. And you get distracted by the brand name when in reality maybe it's just installed somewhere else in a different way. Um, you know, new name, new company, blah, blah, blah. It's all the same. To me, it's all the same stuff. These people are always after the same shit. It's data. Data, data, data. 
Well, if we have the data, we can we can remove the we can edit the genes out of the people who are leaning toward God and spirituality, and and perhaps that would make the world a better place. Uh, I'm putting your put my needle dicks in you and my endless endless pushing serums and um, stuff inside your veins. They just want data. They just want to plug it in plug the data in. I want to see what happens. And put the data in and then it puts out a, a little spreadsheet and then I can make decisions about human life. <laughs> COVID-19. So, uh, anyway, what was I talking about? Uh, do people underestimate how evil the world really is? Uh, I don't think they... I think people do underestimate, but a deeper issue is the, the secular nihilism that's taken over most cultures. It's not even that they don't... that they underestimate it. They just... they're just stuck in a relativist, suggestive state. You know, like they're just hanging... they're like the sharks that you turn upside down. <clears throat> and uh, they don't... it's not that they underestimate it, they just can't see it even. They just, it's all relative, you know, evil here is not evil over there. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, they, they don't have the, the sight to see and the ears to hear. And so it's a matter of that, not underestimated. Someone who agrees that evil exists, you know, and it's real, uh, someone like that might be led to a naivete relationship to evil and they go, well, no, it can't be that bad. You know, it can't be that bad. Um, but, uh, I don't know if they underestimate how evil the world itself is, but I think they underestimate what people are capable in the absence of God or the willing, uh, effort away from the good or the pursuit of their own created good, their own moral standards, uh, with the use of power. Um, that's also something that he, uh, Owen touched on, on, uh, about that analysis is how, um, how these very elite people, these, these, they come from these, these psychopathic elite, you know, royal families and how those, those families, the children, it's like they have to prepare them for the rigorous, um, sociopathic, uh, necessity of, of the role that they're going to play in their family and in their society and their little, you know, uppity culture. Like you have to be able to be a fierce, uh, animal. You have to be able to cut ties. You have to be ruthless. You know, if you're going to keep what you earn, if you're going to keep what you're going to build, if you're going to win, and um, how the relationship between really uh, broken people, broken families, you know, like uh, the Haitian orphans and the, the broken societies, uh, there's this weird relationship to trauma that they both share that enables them to be tough, uh, somewhat animalistic beings where it's very interesting to see that 
uh, someone at the lowest level of the socioeconomic ladder can act like an animal, but the same tendency and the same preconditions mentally, emotionally, spiritually are uh, pretty much accurate, pretty much parallel to a, a psychopath at the highest level of the uh, socioeconomic um, ladder. And so it's just, you could see the extremes of two animal, animalistic primal behaviors in two completely different uh, economic circumstances. And uh, that's fascinating. Um, and that's kind of what justifies the abuse of the, the lower level. That's what justifies the massive human trafficking. That's what justifies these these elitists doing what they do because they understand that broken trauma-based being at the lowest level because they also experience that at the highest level. They just have different rituals, different, different, you know, ways of doing things. I forgot what movie it was. It was about like a Russian oligarch, a, a young girl. I forgot what it's called. Uh, it's a name. It's like Hannah or something. I don't know. But the beginning of it, she comes from a Russian oligarch, like top of the line oligarch. And the beginning of the movie or the series, she gets, her dad takes her out to the, the river, the ice river, you know, freezing cold Siberia or some shit and uh, forces her to just go into the water, just forces her in there you know, overcome her fear, overcome her pain, overcome the cold. Um, and you're just going to dunk yourself and you're going to be held underwater. And that's, um, that's an example that came to mind when he was talking about that, how, um, at the highest level, that's, you know, that's could be fiction. It could be borrowed from reality. It doesn't matter. It's just an example of how the highest level could, can do a ritualistic abuse on their own, uh, offspring in an effort to harden them, uh, to make them uh, prepared, to prepare them for the future of maintaining their uh, their leg- their their uh, their empire, and how uh, it's it's absolutely necessary. You either walk away or don't. It's like you look at uh, who's the prince that walked away with Meghan Merkel. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't attribute like straight up virtue. But it's possible he was trying to get out of there. Uh, I don't totally buy that. Because, I mean, it's not like he won because he's still totally whipped by that girl. So, But that might be an example of how people disappear from those areas. Uh, when I had a store in uh, North Hollywood, I had a guy come in and he was nutty and scary. But he was also like clearly had money, but he was out of control. Um and he swore. I mean, I kind of believe him, but I don't know what to think. And he said he was from uh, the Hiltons. He was a Hilton. And that he was telling me that they erased him. They were like, they erased me. Like, I'm a Hilton. They erased me. They erased me from all media. They erased me from all news, all ties. There's nothing. I, I don't exist. And I was like, whoa. Like, I didn't really believe him, but a part of me wanted to believe him just because I was like... I believe that that level of craziness exists. Um, and he wanted me to make him all sorts of weird shit. He wanted me to make him like a platinum Coke spoon. 
thing and I was like, you're weird, dude. I never made it, but um, I'm glad I didn't get close to him, but he was, he seemed to be another example of that, how, you know, rich heirs can really, really screw up the, the, the bloodline uh, and uh, they get ousted or they get deleted or they get killed or something happens, a boating accident, you know, a random canoeing accident, you know, stuff like that happens. That guy eventually came in and uh, brought a grenade into my shop. He was like, this, this is a Russian grenade, dude. This is a Russian grenade. And he's just... That scared the shit out of me. Anyway, he was a psychopath. What's my favorite impersonation to do? I don't know, probably Ben Shapiro. Just because there's so much to say. And it's always relevant. Whereas Jordan Peterson is kind of going off the deep end and he might, he might not be so relevant anymore. You know, I give him, you know, I give him like two years before he has a very long straggly beard and a ponytail. Um, I'm inheriting JP's fan base. I hope not. I mean, unless they're, they're, uh, Unless they're saying goodbye to the left, left, east, west, perpetual craziness. Do you think humanity is nearing a spiritual ascension? Uh, I don't know. That's a very flowery term. Um, I wouldn't even know how to measure that. I don't think you could like look at someone else and be like, be like, I see their spiritual ascension occurring. Like it's so personal. I wouldn't go relative, but it's personal. Um, no, I mean, maybe there is some awakening and I hate that that term has been so co-opted by like Q and all this shit and all these drawstring pants, kale eating you know, luminary worshiping people. Uh, it's been co-opted. Um, but I do agree with the sentiment that it's, uh, it's an awakening away from the material and that's just the baseline. It doesn't mean away from the material toward nonsense is the answer. That's like some of the trickery that it goes on. So when something like this happens and there's like fertile, uh, environments and conditions for people to wake up and be like, holy shit, I've been living in a literal material um, relationship to reality only, like just straight up consumerism, materialism, all this bullshit. And what happens is they're vulnerable. It's almost like so when someone breaks up with someone, their heart is broken, but their heart is open because it's broken. And they're, they're suggestive to new things and they grow more and they're, they're, they're open to other ways of seeing life and maybe they go and suddenly learn a new skill or whatever. The same vulnerable crowd, when they wake up to uh, the material illusion, which is ironic but appropriate, I think uh, God is a, uh, is a humorous, a comedian, because, um, you know, everyone, it's so easy to... Uh, worship 
material, worship matter. And you realize that in a way, a lot of what is material is an illusion, but not, not in the sense that it's not really there, in the sense that it's not really what you're valuing. You're not really valuing those things. And so when people wake up to that, they're very vulnerable. It's the same way Peterson pulls people out of nihilism. You know, they assume that the person who pulled them out with the rod and the fishing bait also, uh, you should also just stay on their boat. You know what I mean? It's almost like getting rescued by a car, a drug cartel in, uh, in, uh, the middle of the ocean. It's like you immediately are grateful to who rescued you. And then you, you might assume like, well, these guys are great. You know, I owe them everything. I'm going to sign a deal with the cartel now. Um, and it's a very, it's a, it's a very subtle moment that happens where you, you end up, I mean, at the deepest level, you, you end up worshiping your, your savior, your kidnapper, basically. And, uh, you just assume, well, he pulled me out of this and so he must, I must follow him. And that's a, that's, uh, that's not logical but it's understandable that it happens. So you end up following leaders. You, you end up following men. Um, so we're in a time where the ascension, spiritual ascension is going in a lot of directions because of that very vulnerable place people are waking up. You know, when you first wake up, you're vulnerable. It's like waking up at a party and you're all groggy and you're like, don't know where you are. You're like, what the fuck just happened? I just wasted 15 year, years of my life in LA chasing nonsense. What? Where do I go? And then like you get all these these uh, jackals and these hyenas and foxes come in and they're like, well, you know where to go. Go to my website. Take a personality test. Buy all my books. Go to my, go, pay $500 to see me speak and I won't answer a damn question. That's what you should do, you know. You know, you got to get away from nihilism, you know. That's facing south. You know, you ought to be facing north. But I'm going to go ahead and just push you in east and west perpetually until you wake up again. By my sheets. How do you balance satire and the virtue of purity? Um, I love your humor, but my virgin ears struggle sometimes. Um, I think it's mostly intention, you know, I don't, I don't like total crudeness. I try to stay away from, uh, explicit sexual rhetoric. Uh, but insult comedy, like I, because I come from love, even with like little Adeline who visits sometimes, like any of these gamma males who just like show up and they're like, you're my dad. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to, here's some truth. And you're like, you're not my dad. You know, that back and forth. It's like, that comes from a, a brotherly, fatherly, loving place. Even if it's very crude, um, savagely, you know, so, uh, there is a balance there. I don't know the answer, but, uh, it's a good question. I think we all deal with that is how to deliver truth, compassion, uh, godliness, goodness, how to bring goodness into the world, how to be a light to shine into darkness, but also not become the darkness, not embody what you're mocking. 
Um, it's a that's a that's a uh, a line that I don't think is hasn't a definite answer, and that's the whole purpose of seeking uh, the good is figuring out that balance. And you know, I don't think there's a place to get to though. So you know, the question is good, but uh, unfortunately, it doesn't have an actual answer. Because you can't actually achieve purity. So it's like a false dilemma. It's like, you know, I wouldn't never say it in this way, but m many people would say you're fallen, you know, and nothing's going to change that except for maybe a personality test online. Link in the bio. Oh no, the impressive progressive is back. Dude, we already figured out you blew your cover last time. Nobody takes you seriously now because they saw that you just have a really funny uh, parody account of a progressive Jewish, you know, you know, butt pumping, you know, liberal. Like everybody knows that it's just a joke. So <clears throat> I wish it wasn't because I was like, you know, you had me for a while. How did you come to the realization Logos leads to God and how did you find... Well, I never heard the term Logos. I grew up Christian my whole life. Never once did I hear the term Logos. Never, uh, which means I would never have connected it to logic or the word. And uh, I believe that that's a huge missing piece because you don't need to skip to God yet. When you find... when you have logic and you follow logic and then it leads you into uh, philosophy and metaphysics, it naturally points you toward a creator. And then the, the same logic and reasoning help you whittle down and sift out and filter, filter out what's the most coherent worldview, uh, what's the most coherent doctrine, um, what makes the most sense logically. And so... That's basically, uh, I also, using basic logic, I realized that uh, an atheistic view, uh, you can't live consistently with that. So it's, it's somewhat self-refuting. No, no atheist actually lives consistent with what they, uh, you know, I'm talking about material atheists, people who think, um, you know, the only thing true is what they can measure in, in the physical um, you know what I mean? Or, and the fact that you can't justify lo like immaterial virtues that we all know exist. We're moral beings. Even the most nihilistic, you know, atheistic secularist still abides by moral morality as if it's real. They don't, they don't reject it. The Sam Harris's, the, you know, the Christopher Hitchens, the Dale Dildo Dawkins. They all assume moral positions, which are, those are immaterial, spaceless, timeless categories. Like they don't, they cannot be grounded logically without God. And so once you confront that, all you have to do is ask yourself, well, do I, do I believe and accept morality exists? Yes. Can I live a life or be a father 
without teaching morality and, and teaching my kids how to ground it and how to use logic and reasoning. Uh, no, I couldn't do that. That would be, uh, that would be just a, like clown world, you know? It'd be like Sam Harris, you know, one of his... I think this was the moment where he decided maybe he had to write uh, a book because he realized objective morality must exist because he believes in it. But he was asked at a, a speaking event he said, well, if there's no free will and uh, morality comes from making choices freely um, and neither exist, how do, you re- how do you recommend we tell our kids to live good moral lives and make good choices? And he said, well, well, well you lie. You, you lie. It's like the irony. Okay, so you're more, your worldview and your moral resolution to that question is to to lie whereas the basis of his entire argumentation a lot of it against religion in general not just christianity is that you're lying to your kids it's the same problem dildo dawkins has that i always make fun of where he's like on joe rogan he's like well, I find, I find it deeply immoral that you're teaching your, your little little children that they are going to suffer in the heat and the agony. Well, it's deeply immoral. For someone who doesn't believe not only in morality, but not even doesn't even believe in absolute truth, total everything's relative, and we're just a speck of dust floating meaninglessly in uh, an empty void of nothing pitiless despair or whatever the fuck he says. It's just, once you really confront secular, secular, if you're a secularist, if you're an atheist, once you really get confronted with those deeper, harder questions, um, you're stuck. You, you have to appeal to not knowing anything to be true at all. It just, it's absurdity. It's silly. It's just silly. My boyfriend would literally kick all of your asses. Yeah, well, most of us would not let your boyfriend near our asses, okay? What does he have, dildo shoes? He has, like, little dildo boots. He's like, I'm going to come get you guys. You've been, you are really bullying my boyfriend. I'm going to kick you in the ass with a fucking dildo. Fucking dildos. Yes. I'm going to kick your ass, and then I'm going to go fucking read weird shit to little kids. And then I'm going to force Disney to put sodomy in their next video. That's what I'm going to fucking do. Fuck you, Jim Bob. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fucking. I bet you think, yeah, I bet you think I'm totally progressive. You went, I'm also a big Q fan, though. I bet bet you I surprised you. I bet you I surprised ya. Fucking Disney. We're gonna take over Disney. Give us two years. Give us two fucking years. We're gonna... That that, that cartoon network is just gonna be pure buttholes. Just buttholes everywhere. Every fucking where. It's like, why are you? Why do you have to talk like a girl? If you're gay and you're a dude and you like dudes, why aren't there just manly dudes talking like men? Like, hey, dude, I like your dick, dude. It's because you have to mimic. You have to mimic 
order you know you inevitably even lesbians they have a man and a woman like you're always mimicking order but i guess it gets really confusing with you guys when you're both like that feminine you're like i was talking like this first i was fucking talking like this first you be the man you be the man you be the man and it probably like they probably lose the accent once in a while when they're really tired they're like oh dude why did we drink that much last night what I mean, why do they, I have my fucking head hurts. My fucking head hurts from the fucking party harding. I was fucking partying so hard and it got me so fucking hard to party. <clears throat> it's like clearly like they just picked it up from their aunts, you know, because they're mostly, you know, just surrounded by women. If I can fucking kill, don't fucking judge me. How do you know I'm not a fucking cute fan? Don't fucking judge me. Put your fucking... Why aren't you wearing a mask? Do you know what's on the inside side of my mask right now? I bet you don't know what's on the inside of my mask. No oh, fucking cute queers for Q right there. Don't fucking judge me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I do wish the progressive, regressive, whatever his fucking name is, was real, but he's not. But he's a good, he's a good troll though. He's good, he's good content. He's good, he's good for the, he's good for the, he's good for the, the stream. It's good, it's good. Sell some sheets. There's probably two non-trolls here. <laughs> it could be, I don't know. I have a very di difficult time. I have, like, I'm naive. I have so much faith in humans sometimes, which is like sinful. Not faith, I just trust. I'm just like, oh, what? Like, wh what? Oh, you want me to answer that? Oh, oh, you're, I like, I treat like a comment online, like it's a serious, sincere person who wants an answer. And people are like, Jim Bob, what are you doing? Stop, re stop responding. What are you doing? And I'm like, but, but he wants to know, he wants to know what, you know, what I'm doing with my memes. It's like, Jim Bob, stop, stop it. Yes, invite me to chat. I've got a thing to ask you. Am I thinking boyfriend? Am I thinking boyfriend? Imagine straight people, like before they made love, they had to wash shit out of the vagina. Like there's just a bunch of shit in the vagina. And they're just like, let's clean this out first. Don't fucking talk about that. That's the stuff we don't talk about. It's real sex. It's biological sex. It's bio sex. Sex. Fucking sex. This is so funny that I'm talking about this after uh, jo Joanna just asked me about the fine line between satire and and crudeness, and how I try to stay away from uh, explicit ch sexual stuff. But I'm talking about uh, this just boyfriend wearing. Fanging boots with Zeldas on them. He's gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna kick your ass, dead. Fucking taking over Disney and Nike. Before we're, after we're done. Before we're done, NASCAR is just gonna be a giant rainbow. The whole track's gonna be a fucking rainbow. Fucking gay. Fucking take over. Fucking take over. When the UN police come in. When we gotta storm, storm the cities, the smart cities with the UN police, this is gonna be fucking rainbow badges everywhere. And fucking furry cuffs. 
Yeah, it'll tie you up on the streets when you're bad. When you have a bad thought. <laughs> Did you have a bad thought? I'm going to send the police in. That's... No, dude, I'm not letting you on live. Shut up. <clears throat> How do you deal with the anger of seeing the lie, the evil? I get sometimes get angry at people's... Um, you know, how vulnerable they are to lies and deception. But I don't get mad at evil in the world. I just, I accept that that's the world. It's like, you know what I mean? I get, I get angry. If, if there's ever anger, it's because people don't see something, you know, where I'm just like, ah, how can you not see what's going on? I want to shake people, you know, shake them. Like those old, old uh, films where the men shake the woman, you know, all the, like the 30s and 40s films, you know, where James Bond would just slap every every woman, just slap them. But uh, in this case, all the all the all those people are actually men now. They're just they're uh, this guy, you know. He's just like <laughs> wear the mask, man. Listen to the impressive progressive progressive insurance. Fuck yeah. I love that. It says progress. We're making progress, people. I mean, look at this little two-year-old. We're going to cut his dick off. He thinks he's a woman. This is progress. Cut the dick off. Oh, look. Look, Billy likes the color pink. Well, we might as well make an appointment and cut his dick off. Progress. Oh, look. Oh, look. Look. Johnny likes... Look at that. Johnny likes horses. Johnny wants a pony. Johnny, Johnny, is that true? You want a pony? We are your dads. Johnny wants a pony? Okay. You're getting tits next week. Tits. Siri. Please create an event. Johnny gets titties next week. Progress. Progress. Let's just say I've talked with Jim in real life a few times. I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. Where? Who are you? Why don't you say your real name instead of hiding behind stupid whatever, progressive regressives. <clears throat> What's the true motivation behind cancel culture? Well, it's probably utilized by people, but I think cancel culture is also a natural end point of uh, basically um, nihilism, relativism. Because if, if, it, if you live in a relativist culture, basically there's a competition for morality, a competition for virtue. Because nobody knows, nobody's living a true north. Nobody's living a, a cohesive, coherent foundation so everybody's like uh, virtue becomes the um, you know somewhat of a, a currency and then you battle it out and that's why there's cannibalism on on the right on the left and the right about these this stuff Mo mostly on the left like progressivism eats itself because um, as I said on another stream pr uh, truth can only be the, the real progress everything else is su subjective and based on goals 
And so that's why uh, cannibalism happens, ideological cannibalism, because everybody's on a map that they're arguing there are no directions on the map, yet they're all competing to draw north on the map. But while arguing that there's no true north, they're saying, well, there's no true north. Nothing's really true. Nothing's really truly moral or immoral. That's religious stuff. Don't do that. Yet we ought to go this direction. We ought to have equality. We ought to have this and that. We ought to have a technique come in and spoon feed us our, our bullshit. Um, we ought to, ought to take over Disney. There's got to be a gay, gay black lesbian in Disney or else we, we're not progressing. Um, and that's why uh, cancel culture uh, exists naturally. Now, it does get abused and pushed. So you see that it exists. And then the people who want to make... Uh, put in their structures, you know, the, you know, the World Economic Forum, the Rockefeller Foundation, Bill Gates, fucking uh, Jack Dorsey and his little earring in his nose. And he thinks everybody's, you know, he's fooling everybody. Um, they will, that is aligned with the future that they want. The, the smart city, fully um, survey, surveillanced uh, state, you know, a corporate surveillance state. Um, where everybody is has a muzzle on, figuratively and literally, and that uh, you can control a lot of shit that way. Uh, especially if the culture. The, the other thing about cancel culture is, if you're going to make a, a somewhat of an oppressive top-down regime, um, everybody, most people, anyone who's thinking, knows that uh, policy, politics is always downstream from culture. And so that's something uh, Breitbart was potentially murdered for knowing in inside and out. Uh, but uh, once you realize that uh, politics are downstream from culture, you have these huge um, waves of, of very powerful forces come in and try to create culture, try to dictate culture, try to infuse culture in existing accepted culture you know, change it all. And sports is, is what we're seeing is like almost like the last hurrah, the last Hail Mary. Uh, you know, they, they got entertainment a long time ago. They got schools a long time ago. Then they got into, uh, Hollywood, uh, entertainment. They got in a long, a long time ago. And then what else is culture? What else is American culture? What else? NASCAR, basketball, baseball, you know? And so that's the next phase is like, well, that's when you fully get uh, a hold of the reins is when NASCAR, you know, at the end of the race, instead of just celebrating with the, uh, the champagne, they're opening the champagne and all tonguing it and blowing it and just squirting it all over each other's faces. And they're just like, fuck yeah, this is fucking, fucking won that fucking race. Put all these skid marks. I put all these skid marks on that rainbow raceway. Did you see all the fucking skid marks I put on the raceway? Yeah. Yeah, we should definitely add black and brown. We're gonna add black for the pedophiles. It's just a, it's just a choice. It's just a sexual orientation, and we're gonna put brown on there. Skid mark. We're gonna put skid marks on there. Um, cancel culture, but right now it's just being used to prime uh, for the next. You know, the retarded here. This. Here, I hope this image comes through. Let me see priming us for the, uh, you know, this vision, the world economic for the great reset, 
where, you know, they're going to harness the fourth industrial revolution and strengthen regional development and revitalize cooperation, sustainable business models, redesigning contracts and skills, and then all, all the shit surrounding it. It's like LGBT, blah, 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 gender shit, a bunch of gender shit. It's all... These people are just... They're literally little, stunted, emotional children who have been put into these unelected sort of power positions because money was involved. Like, they could... Because they can afford to. Same reason there's a someone uh, sitting... Was sitting as the Chancellor of Diversity, you know, at, like, Berkeley, getting paid $400,000 a year to count people's races on an abacus, you know, and be like, well, we need one more chink chong in here. You know, we would need one more brown person, but that, he's a little bit of a light brown. We would love to uh, have you come to this beautiful uh, campus, but it just turns out you're the shade of your color. Your brown is not brown enough. We already have in the, a light skin, dark skin person. <clears throat> These people are psychopaths. Yeah, they're they're in a delusional, a perpetual delusional state. What are your thoughts on the whole Q movement? I think Q is a move is an a, a project like a military government project where they wanted to see if they could use an AI aggregate program uh, to draw from real documents, real internal documents, and create somewhat of a underbelly culture movement and to see if you can uh, test out AI to actually make what looks like organic uh, political movements. That's what I think it is. I don't know if it'll ever be proven. I can't prove it. I just think I have a deep feeling that that's what it is. Or it's just, you know, someone else just you know, Steve Bannon, you know, practicing his poetry. I need to touch your beard. All right, dude. You don't want to get banned, do you? What are your thoughts on Jesse Lee Peterson? He's a straight shooter. Straight shooter. What extent are your views individualist? Um, I mean, at some level, that's a it's a valid view. It's just it's not true that that's all we are. So um, once you have, once you're a father, you realize that pretty quickly down into your bones. Um, but I reject the Ayn Rand individualist society, you know. Yeah, the, you're the, the most moral pursuit is your, your, your material objective, your pursuit, your passion, and your make your way in the world. The most moral, most objective view toward Google is you pursue your desires. It's like, you're sick. You're sick. I, I could have never imagined Ayn Rand breastfeeding a child. She'd be like, this is, this is 
actually it um, it parasite on my babe my boob and I do not I come from a place where the milk was very shortage all the time and I pursue the milk my own ways in the ways I know how to and this baby thing here on my boobs and my bosom is just taking and not providing anything in return and I pursue I must put it down I must put it down The, the put, put it down. Yeah, I get the, the little thing off of my titties. I have a very no. I am not. Call me Har Harold Rourke. Call me Harold Rourke. That I'm so pissed. I do not. I did not live long enough to live in this new uh, postmodern uh, state where progressivism allow you to say you are a lamppost. If I had lived to that, I would have pursued my deepest desires to have penis envy. I am a Howard Work. I am invent these male characters because I don't want to be man masculine. Ben Shapiro is circumcised? Yeah, he cut it. Do I believe in Gospels? Oh, I read the Bible, but I am not uh, well-versed enough to just straight-up appeal to the Gospels. Like, I try not to uh, do do the appeal straight to if I haven't actually um, read it thoroughly and understood it personally, in a personal way. But, yeah, do get this baby off of my pupil. Get out. Get out. <coughs> do you see an end to the COVID charade? No. No, this is a new paradigm. This is equivalent to the war on terror. This is the new paradigm. It, the only way out of this is if all of the, the sheep, it's not going to happen. There's too many sheep. There's too many people appeal to the lab coat priesthood, kiss the rings, all that bullshit. It's, it's not hopeless because what it's doing is it's making a clearer divide between people who worship man and institutions and um, government, corporations, material, goodies, convenience, it's really convenience. And people who are like, fuck this. I'm not living on your circular arcade economy system. I'm finding a way out of this. I don't care if I have to eat my pets every one year or something. <clears throat> so the wake up is kind of cool. But the end of it, no. It just it, It's just a Trojan horse. It's like you use the COVID as a Trojan horse, you keep it around just like the way you kept terrorism around or climate change around. And you continually keep it right at arm's length, right in the vicinity of the people who are frightened by it. And you just keep it. It's a hostage economy. So you can justify growth expansion. You can justify total monopolization because uh, you keep people in fear of some invisible thing they can't even show you in, in person, in, in the physical. 
it's all on the computer and it's all in other people. So if they're going to, if you're going to give them that, they're going to take it. It doesn't end when some authority says, okay, guys, it's over. No, it it ends when enough people go, oh, this is bullshit, dude. But that's not likely based on what I'm seeing. And that's fine with me because I don't, I'm not arguing my way back into Walmart. I'm not arguing my way back to a system that was already inevitably leading to this direction anyway. The direction isn't, uh, you know, all of the in- intrusions of, of, of rights or whatever by, by companies and government. The, you can't argue against the, the inevitable logical end without admitting to everything that led up to it. We helped this situation exist. None of this, none of the masks would, the, the shit wouldn't be so crucial or um, such a clear divide if we weren't so dependent on, on uh, large corporate and government entities to give us what we need. That's the only way they can hold it against us and use it and, and use it as like a, a you know, a leverage. They have leverage because, you know, these things can't happen without leverage pre-existing. So you have to be responsible and go, well, who, how did I live up until this point that allowed this to happen? And not, it's not fault. There's a difference between fault and responsibility. It's just going, it's like, I played a part in this. Like I depended on the, the corporate titty. I got the loans, you know, it's like, it's all there. So no, there's no end to it. There's only a direction And some people will go in that direction and some people won't. And even going in that direction, whatever they create, that'll eventually fall down just like the Fed, just like usury, just like all of the empires have always done. It's not, it's not new. It's just, it just has a different face. Yeah, owning an AR is, is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon mass civil disobedience, building off a grid communities is a solution? Well, it's a solution given the problem is, is properly uh, cited. Like, I don't actually believe in solutions. I don't think there's some answer to the, the spiritual material conundrum that is our, our life. There's no solution we're going to find on earth. This is a, we're in a fallen realm. We're fallen men. Like the moment we try to make some sort of heaven on earth solution, you know, and I don't think you mean that. I'm just clarifying uh, how that's a, a fine line between finding a solution and then that becoming the doctrine of worldliness, you know, of the material. And we're just like, if we just do this, yeah, I, for me, the solution to getting away from fucking Whole Foods, you know, massive corporate titties is, uh, is yeah, growing your own food, you know? The solution is you don't have to wear a mask because you have most of your food at home. Or you, you know, you build your community and you know someone you can buy, uh, you know, meat, butcher meat from. Or you, you get all your eggs or you have a community that has a bunch of eggs. The irony is that it's all these like right wingers who are actually pushing for the real, true, sustainable lifestyle. 
I think that's uh, funny and appropriate. What's my initial thoughts on Beirut? I just think it's more, you know, fear porn shit. You know, it's a, I think it's a real explosion, but I think it's all planned and uh, it's all about media. It's all about sending messaging. It's all about establishing a new state of fear, <clears throat> a new enemy. It's like a bunch of people. It's like a bunch of psychopaths who operate at a level will hopefully none of us ever reach, ever exist. Um, where they're competing for like the attention. It's almost like clickbait. It's like, you know, like small journalists, dying uh, media companies have to use clickbait now. Well, at the massive psychopath level, these people have to use the same technique, but at a massive level with fear. So it's like just swap clickbait with real life scenarios that will scare you or uh, put you in a state of panic or fear and submission. You know, and keep you glued to the screen. And because you're glued to the screen and you're in a panic and a submissive state, you then appeal to, you know, it's like they just can, they're just trying to control, compete for your attention. But it's not just attention, it's specifically your fearful attention. Whereas like other media companies might appeal, uh, uh, you know, compete for your eyeballs and your attention just because they want to sell ads or something. At the higher level, they don't care about your ads. They, they want, they want your spirit. They want your spirit. They want you broken and demoralized so that you're just, you know, a pliable, uh, fucking Gumby, you know, that's what they want. So you just don't follow that route. You're not going to, nothing you learn about Beirut or any explosion or anything crazier that you're going to see in the next month or so, whatever is going to help you become a better father, uh, you know, prune your plants, grow them better. Like all of the things that really matter to you day to day, this shit, it doesn't matter. It does it matter to know it exists. Sure. But don't, don't go into some investigative journalistic fucking reporting, you know, build your life. That's how you fight evil. Thoughts on Tommy Lauren? Uh, I don't listen to her. She's shit. You know, when these people get little nose ring hoops, I'm just like, Shh, get out of here. Plus, Tommy Lauren is pro-abortion, so she can fucking, you know, she should just shut up. She should just find a dude and get married and then realize that she should be a mother and stop trying to pretend that she's a man. This is Tommy Lauren, and these are my last thoughts. Yeah. Hey, Tommy, can you do it more? We're going to call you Tommy because we want that masculine energy. Can you do it more like WWE? <laughs> the left, the left, and the left, and the t and yeah, yeah. Okay, good job. All right, cool. We got it, guys. That's a wrap. Yeah. Anyway, I got to go.